Hello and happy Sunday. This is episode 36 of the... 36? What happened there? Episode 36 of the Apology 2 podcast. How are you? You can't answer that, but I'm going to presume that you're fine. And if you're not fine, then hopefully the next, I guess, half an hour or so will will improve that situation. So just saying before... I get cracking next week or maybe the week after depends on how easily I get it together. I'm going to do like a user or a listener submission episode, which basically entails you lot, i.e. the listeners getting in touch and, and providing me with something to talk about. Uh, in addition to that, I'll get some friends to suggest stuff as well, just so I can talk about it. That can be anything you like. So, questions that you want to ask or topics that you think would be interesting to be discussed or whatever you want really just send in a suggestion for the podcast suggestion or question for the next episode of the podcast and i will talk about it on here Uh, i think it'd be interesting to get some outside input and then sort of have my own twist on that so please do that uh ways to get in touch you can send me voice notes so there's a link at the bottom of each and every episode to send me a voice note and you know you're welcome to do that if not there's social media facebook twitter uh, and instagram podcasts and all of those so you can you can get in touch via or you can get in touch via the contact section of the alphology 2 website there's all these places you can get in contact but please do that's the point uh there's no place to get in touch anonymously at the moment but to be honest I don't really care who you are I'm not going to reveal your identity to the world anyway um I don't care if you know me or if you don't just just do it 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 would be nice to to do an episode like that so yeah get in touch submit a suggestion or question and we'll deal with it either next week or the week after uh so that's the that's the preamble done uh, this week uh we're gonna be talking about Essentially, who is the greatest living artist? You'd have got that from the title. So that's, it's difficult because like the definition of art is something which isn't necessarily easy to to, to pin down. You know, you, you might say that like a football player is an artist. You know, like Lionel Messi, you might say that he is an artist because he's so good at football that he turns it to an art form. But that's not what we're going for. We're going for. I'll, I'll, I'll read you the definition of art from Wikipedia. Hold on, just open up Wikipedia and um, read you the definition of art. Hold on. Okay, so art is a diverse range of human activities which creates visual, auditory, or performing artifacts or artworks expressing the author's imaginative or conceptual ideas or technical skill. They are intended to be appreciated for their beauty or emotional power. Other activities related to the production of works of art include the criticism of art, the study of the history of art, and the aesthetic dissemination of art. So that is the definition of art. So basically, it's stuff that people do to to, to get their imagination, ideas, and technical skill across uh, to be admired or understood, I guess. Uh, so we're going to go for the, the greatest living artist. Uh, and 
what we're looking at is more like painters, musicians, filmmakers, actors, writers. They're the definition of artists that we're going for. We're not going for the, 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 the sort of more loose definition of art, which is like plastic surgeons in sports people and you know anyone who does anything you say oh yeah he's so good he's like an artist no that's not what we're going for we're going for painters musicians filmmakers actors and writers that's that's the definition according to this whatever this is this 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 podcast and the person has to be alive it's the greatest living artist so we're, we're excluding people like you know, bowie uh, leonardo da vinci richard burton Avicii, Avicii would have won it by the way I would have said that he was the greatest living artist but uh, he's not living he's dead so very difficult for him to win that category so instead of, uh, so we're excluding dead people we're including alive people so you know worthy contenders like you know Jason Statham, the wonderful actor that he is uh, so he's going to be included Uh, so yeah we'll go through the criteria as to how I'm going to judge who the greatest living artist is and then i will reveal to you at the end the result it might surprise you and if it does surprise you who i choose um what you need to do is improve your critical thinking skills and or art knowledge if you don't agree with my suggestion that's a you problem not a me problem so what i'm trying to get at is that this decision is correct and I don't care if you disagree because you're wrong if you do. And you need to look at that within yourself rather than looking at me. So just I'll get that bit out of the way. So out of painters, musicians, filmmakers, actors, writers, they all have this in common that they are artists. Artists and they are all capable of producing works of art and therefore great works of art. Uh, so like what makes a uh, great work of art well it's not necessarily popularity you get very popular works of art which are shit you know like the Sistine Chapel shit went there well, I went to this, went to the Vatican walked around for three hours looking at statues of penises or whatever they have there got to the Sistine Chapel bit Michelangelo painted the ceiling and like there's people like stood there underneath like in tears like, they are weeping full-on actual tears salty on their face tears and like what the fuck it's a bit of paint on, on a ceiling like you know, my uncle's a painter and decorator he probably could have done that not having it absolutely overrated so it's very popular but not particularly good and also the popularity of art like you, you know but think the great thing about art and like anything you produce really which is creative is that you can't please everybody with it. So, and like, even if you did, pre- like, so it's every bit of art is going to please some people. It's going to not please other people. And it, it, it's success is pretty much determined on how many people it pleases. But if it pleases too many people, it, you know, it then becomes like too popular and therefore boring and, you know, mainstream, which is like, like Ed Sheeran, he, did an album a few years ago. I got I don't remember what the, the Divide album, the Divide sign one, the one with the blue background. He did that album, and um, there was an article written after that, like reviewing it, saying that he 
Ed Sheeran has turned into a music algorithm because he produces music which basically pleases everybody. So pretty much he writes an album that near enough everybody liked, right? So the songs on it are pretty good and near enough everyone likes it. And the big criticism of it is that because everyone likes it, like he's he's now boring and there's no like substance to his music because it's too popular. So basically you can't win. Uh, and if it's not popular enough, people will say it, it's shit. Um, which is why, like, I've done a whole podcast on things that are good and things that are bad. Like, and now, like, a piece of art can't really be, like, universally good because then there are people who go, well, so many people think it's good, therefore it must be boring and mainstream, so it's now bad, right? So, basically, they're, they're great works of art are sort of subjective, other than the fact that I'm right about this, the rest of it's subjective. Um, and even, like, popularity and how many people think it's good doesn't really have any bearing on whether it's great because people will knock it down because uh, it's too popular. And if it's made to appeal to too many people, then potentially it lacks the substance to truly be great. Controversy is a good thing sometimes. And what I would potentially argue is that great art should be ahead of its time to some degree, but also you know it should also stand the test of time so you know it's it's gonna last that's what i'm getting at like you know flash in the pan art so stuff that's good for the the time it came out is is great but you know it's not if it's not truly long lasting and if it if it can't be interpreted again in in the future but through a different lens then you know how, how great can it really be so it's got to be ahead of its time so like like, I can't think of an example. Oh, I guess like, like the original Spider, not the original, the the, the Spider Man films from like the two thousands. They were really good at the time. I really like people really enjoyed them. If you watch them now, they look crummy and and the dialogue's embarrassing and it's all particularly particularly horrible. So those films that, that they you know they might have been a decent piece of art at the time, but they're not a decent piece of art now. Whereas films like, I don't know, um, The Great Escape, you know, it's still as good now as it was back then. It stood the test of time. And, you know, many of the techniques they used were ahead of their time. You know, it was a it was a film with, with sort of like um, stunts and set pieces that hadn't been done before. So, you know, and that's, that's, it was ahead of its time and still today you can watch it and enjoy it so this at a time so that's that's that bit sorted um and i think like if you're looking at someone who's a great artist they make great art and not necessarily lots of good art so like somebody might produce you know seven out of tens for their entire career but you need, like, a great artist will produce the 10 out of 10s occasionally. And I think that's the problem with, like, the Rolling Stones. I fucking hate the Rolling Stones. It's not because they're, like, they're shit. It's, people go on about them, like, they're the greatest band of all time. Actually, they've had, like, three hits in 50 years. You know, you, you can't be a great artist unless you produce some, like, great music or, or some great pieces of art if, you, you know, if, you're, if you're a non-musician. Uh, and... I think that will disqualify a fair few artists that you need a few absolute, like a couple of really key pieces of art that like, define you as an artist and therefore define your greatness. And like quality and quantity are, you know, 
obviously very different things. So you don't want a high quantity of average work. That doesn't make you a great artist. I got my pen. Um, you know, you'd rather a little, a lower output, but of higher quality. That's what I'm getting at. So arts either, in my opinion, should have some meaning behind it. Or if it doesn't have some meaning behind it, it should be so good, should have such aesthetics or be performed so well that it transcends the need for meaning. So it's either got to have meaning or it's got to be so good that you don't, it doesn't need a meaning. It, like it, the, the meaning is enjoying the piece itself, if that makes sense. So I'll be judging it on like obviously aesthetics and performance writing or the general creation and the ideas behind it and the flair with which it was executed and the importance. Those are all good things to judge a work of art on or an artist on. Someone can perform very well, be very polished and be good creative, but aesthetically it's shit and isn't important. So you, you need to have all of those things or at least a good good set of those things, aesthetics, performance, writing, flair and importance to really make a great artist. Oh, this is sounding like a bit of a snobby brand, isn't it? Not really, that's not, I don't really know anything about art, by the way. Like this is just me talking out my ass. Like certainly not painting. I, don't, I know fuck all about painting. Know a little bit about music. As time goes on, I'm getting more into film and like I'm reading more books and get more into how stories are told. But in terms of painting, I, I, I genuinely, I'm not an authority on this. I'm just a, Really, what this podcast is leading up to is the person who I picked as the greatest artist. That's that's the point of it. That's that's the that's the nub of it. It's just going to take a while to get there. So bear with me whilst I waffle on about art, and then we'll we'll once we get to the uh, climax, as it were, you'll sort of realise hopefully why I uh, I chose to do this podcast. Um, so you, you know you can't have. The, the greatest artist and have them as like a very singular talent and have to be like a multi-talented person. They can't be one dimensional. You know, you can't be just a singer or just a painter. You know, you've got to have a little bit more to you show that you're a multifaceted, multi-dimensional talent worthy of the title of greatest artist. And re really you should have influenced or created the genre of work. That, that you're working in so either you have to be the founder of the genre or someone who you know when you talk about that genre is like the first person that comes to mind so we'll look at some contenders who didn't make it unfortunately no painters or drawers or like general canvas artists made it mainly because i don't know who any of them are but also because they're very one-dimensional you don't get many painters who are also writers or actors or you know, the, the painters pretty much just paint, don't they? Which uh, I actually would put painters in the same category as sportsmen. Like, it's actually more technical. Like, painting is more, it, it is more technical than 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 like writing or you know creating music. In, in my opinion, so no no writers, no, sorry, no painters made it. Uh, John Cleese was a contender. You know, writer, director, performer, but he was quite reliant on other people. Like all of his works were reliant on the people around him. Michael Palin, he relied on him a lot during Python, and um, I can't remember her name, Connie. 
whoever she was in in, in Vaulty Towers even rather than her too. Uh, so yeah, Cleese nearly made it, but he didn't make it. Bob Dylan nearly made it, um, but what he lacks, he, he, he's a very good songwriter, but this like in terms of his lyrics, very good storyteller, but the songs actually aren't that good, are they? That they're a little bit overrated. Bob Dylan songs because because the lyrics are so good that the, you know they, they get accepted in, but actually in terms of yeah, their so, the, his songs melodic, melodically, that's a word, melodically, yeah, there you go. Um, they're quite shit, and and he's a terrible performer as well. Like he's been doing this like ongoing tour since the eighties or something, like thirty years worth of touring, and uh, apparently like no two performances are the same. But he's got no consistency at all. He's, he's a poor performer, basically. So Bob Dylan, I'm afraid you don't make it. Clint Eastwood nearly made it. You know, he's probably, probably I don't know, probably the most successful actor of all time. Can't think of many actors who've been in more stuff than him. And he's also made a career as a successful director as well. So fair play to him. But again, he hasn't made it. I'm sorry. People like Emma Thompson, great actress. She's a screenwriter. She's an author. She's got all of that going for her. But really, has she ever done anything truly great? Probably not. But you know, I, I hope after all this explained to you that the winner is obvious to you. That in your brain, you have a, a name in there of the person who I've picked. And you've got the right one. If not, as I said, you probably need to reevaluate your critical thinking skills and um, yeah, stop being so stupid. You know, do some do some research, obtain some facts. If you haven't guessed it by now, you, you know you're you are foolish. <laughs> Sorry, this is uh, like bullshit. You, like, you'll you'll get what I mean. That, that, that this is stupid when I tell you who it is. So this person is uh, massively important to his genre. Oh, I revealed it's a man now, so yeah, it's a man. Uh, yeah, he's brought his genre, you know, to the fore uh, at the time. And he wrote and performed and sang and did the video for the greatest song ever written, in fact. And co-starred in the greatest film ever. So how many people do you know who wrote the best song ever and appeared in the best film ever and like were central to their genre no one no one that's why he is the greatest artist you must have it by now but if you don't then you know i will spell it out for you uh the greatest living artist is andre ice cold 3000 keep a straight face go on keep don't laugh um yeah, Andre Benjamin, also known as Dre, not to be confused with Dr. Dre. Uh, yeah, Andre 3000, what a guy. Uh, you know, he's funny, he's a good actor, important to his genre. Great musician, great singer, great rapper, greatest living artist, it's a fact. So I'll justify that for you, probably. Uh, you know, it's probably a good idea. Um, so... Genuinely, like Wikipedia says so, so this must be true. And I didn't know this until this morning <laughs> uh, when, I, when I was Googling it. Um, yeah, Wikipedia says that Andre 3000 and an outcast, which was his, his musical act, are credited with popularizing Southern hip-hop. So, you know, like hip-hop from the South in America, 
no one gave a toss about it until Andre 3000 comes on without cast and releases some of his absolute fucking bangers and uh, all of a sudden it's popular. So, like, shove that up your bollocks. Like, <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a genuine achievement as an artist, isn't it? You know, that's, that is truly excellent. So, you know, that's well done him for that. Uh, so that's the first reason why he's the greatest living artist. The second reason, but by the way, he's still only 44 years old. Like, we could have another 30 years of of Andre Icecard 3000 uh, reigning, reigning over us as uh, uh, the wonderful artist that he is. Yeah, so the second reason why he's the greatest living artist is because he wrote the best song ever. So Hey Ya by Outcast it, it is the greatest song in existence, and I hope you'll agree that that is an undeniable fact. You know, you can't really argue with that. So... Uh, it, it was popular when it was released but also it stood the test of time people still love it when it comes on and that will continue so it's ahead of its time uh, you know it was it was released when Southern Hip Hop no one gave a shit about it he released it and now people do give a shit so it was ahead of its time it stood the test of time it was popular at the time great piece of art a piece of art worthy of defining the greatest living artist, in my opinion. No, it's not my opinion, it's a fact. God, I corrected myself there. The video for it was great. Uh, it won awards. He won, like, the MTV award, I think. Might have even won a Grammy for it. Might have won a Grammy for it as well. Uh, for, for the video for Heya, which is great, by the way, if, if, if you have the opportunity... Um, do go and watch it. It's, it's it's truly excellent, truly excellent video. You will be entertained and you will enjoy it. It's and you also get to listen to the greatest song ever written at the same time. You get to no no brainer. Uh, and finally, not finally, is it finally? Might be finally. Andre Icecard three thousand appeared in the greatest movie ever made. You know, you might be thinking back to his movies. You know, Be Cool. He was in that. Uh, Semi Pro. He was in that too. Both excellent films. He's a com comedic genius as well. You know, on top of that, his comedy work is truly outstanding and exemplary. But that is not what film he was in, which I'm talking about. He was in the film Revolver, 2005 movie by Guy Ritchie. What a movie that is. The greatest film ever made. You know, it, it, that, that is a fact. A fact not accepted by Rotten Tomatoes, who gave it 15%. 15 out of 100 by Rotten Tomatoes. But what that really shows is that that movie is so ahead of its time that it wasn't appreciated in its own era. A bit like Mozart, you know, like Mozart when he died. I wasn't famous at all. And they, like, threw him into a ditch with all the other dead people. He was, like, buried in a mass grave and no one gave a shit that he was dead. And people only, like, started to, to, to find him good and he got popular after he died. So that's a bit like what Revolver's like. It, it, it's a slow burn. And I, I have actual evidence for this when I first watched the film Revolver it had like I think it was like a 5.1 out of 10 on IMDb it's now up to a 6.5 so it's growing on people over time people are understanding it's a very complicated film some critics maybe argued that it was too complicated but I don't agree uh, you know it's a very complex film it's about like I won't ruin it for you because you're going to go watch it now but uh, it's about like 
criminals and stuff <laughs> like it like most guy Ritchie films are but also it's about like uh chess and cons and how cons and chess are like the same thing and how you can con people by using the rules of chess and how you need to understand that the only enemy in the world that really exists is your ego so he plays his ego off against his cons which are influenced by chess and he has two ex-criminals by he i mean jason statham who's the lead but he has two ex-criminals no two current criminals sorry by his side and they they like control him and one of them is played by andre 3000 and he's very stylish and in my opinion deserved the academy award for best supporting actor and it's a travesty they didn't get it for that film and yeah it's the greatest film of all time and he was in it so let's just recap on andre 3000 right he wrote the greatest song of all time he was in the greatest movie of all time for which he actually deserved the academy award for best supporting actor it's all political he popularized a genre he's known for southern hip-hop not by me but he is known for that uh, and he won awards for directing and creating a music video and he's in fucking semi-pro which is a great movie like it's a no-brainer greatest living artist that is a watertight argument and i will fight anybody who disagrees with my fists i will fist fight anyone who disagrees um so how long how long have we been going how long has this recording been going for uh, 29 and a half minutes it'll probably be shorter than that once i've edited it and cut out all my ums and ahs and silences and tea breaks and general nonsense that can't be used so we'll leave it there uh thanks for listening to that i hope you agree if i don't really care if you agree or not um andre article 3000 is the greatest living artist uh, remember do send me in your submissions for the next week's podcast please i would be greatly appreciative um and you know as always the big call to action is to tell your friends about the podcast i think some of you have been because i can see like i can pinpoint on my podcast app like like which towns people are in when they listen now there are some towns <laughs> which have like many many more listeners than there are episodes which is great so that means that there are some people where, or like some towns like where there are a little, a little pockets of listeners which I, I really enjoy that uh so yeah that's it really thanks for that thanks for listening um i'll see you next week and um please do send in those submissions cheers bye